The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Monday is always like, I don't know how I feel about it. I wake up and I was like, it's almost like I, I think that it's still the weekend and then I get ready for work, see Brad's smiling face. I don't know how we got here so quickly. It just felt like Friday was last night and now it's monday morning all of a sudden i think so many people have the same sentiments especially in the summer when others are off and you're the one in the office you always lament the fact that you have to be here yet you know uh half a dozen or a dozen people around the office at least in our case are uh, are off on holidays and you get to see their pictures on social media and you're uh, you're stuck going into the office. Not that we don't enjoy being here, but it would certainly be nice to have some time off. So the here we vibe, are. The vibe is loneliness. We just we just want we just want some more friends around. That's what it is. We have an excellent show coming up today. We're going to kick things off with Councillor Councillor Andrew Knack. Of course, he's Councillor for Ward One. Basically, asking what's going on in Rossdale. A lot of things are happening all at once, and Brad and I are, are going to try and seek some answers on on what the future of that particular part of the city will look like. Later on, we're going to talk to Elaine Wanger, who is in, incredible. She's been an employee at Goodwill for 43 years. She's hanging up her jacket. We're going to celebrate her retirement. Uh, she's quite an inspiration for, for those who are looking to gain meaningful employment and a symbol of basically how Goodwill Industries of Alberta are, are helping people just through the power of work. So we can't wait to talk to Elaine later on. Our friend Ari Goldkind, a criminal defense lawyer and legal commentator, is going to take us into the Epstein whole situation. I don't even know what to call it. It's 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 disturbing. I mean, I think that was that was our topic over the weekend of discussion. And we're going to dig into it a little bit more with Ari. And then finally, we're going to wrap things up with the Drayton Valley Councillor. We're going to talk about how the central Alberta town is attempting to curb crime with cameras which hopefully uh, will work because, of course, we're always trying to deter crime. You don't want that happening. But first, we're going to welcome Andrew Knack, Ward 1 City Councillor of Edmonton, to the show. Hi, Councillor. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Yourself? We are well. Thank you for joining us on this Monday. Now, we just, we just want to ask, like, it's, there's so much going on in your ward. Why is this all kind of coming to a head all at once? Well, uh, so in terms of what's going on here, there's there's been this larger conversation for the, the river crossing area. And uh, I mean, it started actually long before I was on council, even there were there were conversations occurring about what to do at that that location, the West Rosdale location. And there have been different times where they've checked in. And, and most recently, the, our city administration has been developing a business plan. They were out in the area doing a public open house back in late May to show uh, what what the future of that site could be with some ideas to gather feedback and then to bring that forward to all of council. Perfect. Okay, so I guess if, if we can ask when when city council is, is discussing all of this, is there a, a dream for Rossdale that comes to mind as the group consensus? Well, I think that's still what needs to be sort of finalized when this comes back in December now is, is sort of the next target timeline. Uh, the idea is that they, they've provided some draft ideas in this, uh, in this public open house. Uh, they showed, so for example, where you'd have low-rise housing or mixed-use housing. Uh, but obviously there's other moving parts like the future of REMAX field, field um, and, and just 
needing to have that conversation all together. And of course, we've even got uh, private third parties right now who are looking at things like the uh, the Prairie Sky Gondola, which uh, while, while there's no city funding on, on anything like that, you know, you've heard them suggest that maybe that's a, a, a potential stop if they were to proceed with that project. So all of these pieces come together. And again, really the goal is to have that one uh, full conversation uh, in December to plan what's going to happen with that site. So it's it's too early to say what the final vision is in part because we've been gathering that feedback uh, to help inform the final outcome. Councillor, in your opinion, what needs to be done first or looked at first? Is it access to the area? Is it Remax Field? Is it the Rossdale Power Plant? And that's the thing. I, I actually think the issue is, is that if we keep looking at these one piece at a time, you don't actually figure it out and, and, and move forward the proper way. If you think about any other area the city develops, when we're developing, or and it's not even the city, but when, when new neighborhoods are being developed, city council will approve an area structure plan for uh, a, a number of neighborhoods, and then they'll approve individual neighborhood structure plans, which, again, provides some guidance on what type of housing and what type of commercial is going to be built and where, and then in the end, you, you've got that clear vision of the overall site. But if we try to do this one piece at a time, I don't actually think we'll get to where we need to because um, this is a unique space here. We have that opportunity to have that holistic conversation. That's what's been occurring so far. Uh, as mentioned, that's what came forward at that open house. And so I think that's you, you have to do it all at once to say this is the vision for the overall land. Now, it may develop in stages. That's fine, but you need to have a plan of the entire site. And that's what I was going to say, Councillor, is is this one of those opportunities to, to come up with a, a five- or ten-year plan for the entire area, not just one component of that area? Absolutely, uh, and, and it may even take longer than that for, for sites like this. I mean, you think about uh, other neighbourhood plans when they're being built out. Uh, oftentimes those can be you know, 15, 20 years, uh, you know, a site as large as Blatchford is even a longer uh, time frame. So, so this is very much designed to be a, a long-term plan and vision. Uh, one of the other factors we're going to need to decide on is uh, how exactly does that get realized? So during the open health, they talked about some of the options that is, should there be this public benefit corporation that develops the area? Should it be a uh, joint venture with uh, city-private partnerships? Should we simply approve a vision and a plan and then sell it as is to private development? Um, these are all a part of the things that we need to go through uh, before we sort of move forward on this, and that's part of that conversation later this year. How difficult is it to have co- cohesive discussions when you have the residential aspect to look at and then and then so many other members of Edmonton just in the area because of the allure of the space? You know, I, I think it's, so it is a little bit unique because oftentimes when we're developing plans for new neighborhoods or when those are being developed and they come to council, these are obviously, these are uh, regularly untouched parcels of land at the edge of the city. It's not often we have parcels of land of this size in the middle of the city. Blatchford was one of those very unique opportunities. This is another one of those very unique opportunities. And, and part of the challenge when you're having conversations like this is balancing the local interests of the, the local community and then having that broader city feedback, that city input from people who are interested in seeing something this close to the core uh, being activated and 
And so how do you balance those together? Again, it's never an easy, an easy scenario, but that's part of why there's been such thorough engagement on this leading uh, so far. And again, why they, the plan is to come back later this year to have that sort of hopefully final conversation after years of, of public consultation on it. Councillor, over the weekend, there was a lot of discussion on social media about the Edmonton prospects, where they'll be, if they'll be here, where will they play. Um, personally, I mean, it's it's great entertainment. It's cheaper entertainment than a, than a lot of sports and other activities here in the city. Where do you stand and what would you like to see happen with the prospects going forward, whether it's at Remax Field in Rossdale or elsewhere? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I've had the chance to go check out some games, too, and, and it's always been a great time. And like you say, it's really affordable for uh, for people to go out. Um, so a few months ago, there was a, a separate conversation about what we do in the interim with that site. Um, and council at the time agreed to say, well, because a build-out of, of the river crossing area will take many, many years, we still we don't want to leave that site empty, if you will. Uh, and so we did open it up for proposals, uh, which would include it of, uh, I imagine, and, and what we expected, uh, proposals from both those who own the prospects, but also other groups who might be interested in activating that site using baseball likely as the anchor tenant. Um, so that's to be determined still because that proposal process has been going on, and I think it wraps up at the end of this month. More generally, I think the prospect, having had them here, has been really valuable in the city of Edmonton. And, uh, and so I think making sure we have a space uh, for baseball, supporting pro baseball in the city of Edmonton, is something we may need to make sure we do. We support many other professional sports, and pro baseball prospects have been, have been really great. But I, I don't know exactly what that will look like. Part of why we wanted to go to see what kind of uh, examples and proposals will come forward to making sure not only do we have great pro baseball running at Remax Field, but have other activities and events to keep that site activated uh, throughout the year. Whether in open door discussions or closed door discussions, Councillor, is is Council as a whole generally in favour of attempting to keep baseball here in Edmonton? I would think so. I, I always I always hesitate to speak for Council, but I, I feel like when we um, opened up the request for proposals for Remax Field earlier this year. There was very, uh, there was a lot of support for baseball in the city of Edmonton. I, I know a number of members, a number of members of council spoke very highly about uh, and and passionately about the importance of having baseball here in the city of Edmonton, uh, pro baseball here in the city of Edmonton, and and so I I, I feel that it's safe to say yes. There's a desire to have that for sure. Um, uh, and then again, that's part of why we said let's let's get requests for the site. How we make sure we get it active, Councillor. You talked about the the big dreams and the effort to make everything cohesive for the neighborhood. Are there any concerns that just kind of keep on coming up in council, or anything that's that's in the back of your head that that makes you think, oh, but how are we going to get around this one? Well, I think for me, my my one concern really relates to. How much should the city of Edmonton be taking on? The city of Edmonton as an organization be taking on for development of any future lands. We have a very major project that we've been the lead on in Blatchford, and a lot of our time and focus has gone into that. Um, so, so a question that comes forward for me is, do we have the capacity to also take on another development like that as the lead 
of that. Or, and as mentioned a bit earlier, we're looking at other options to say, are there other ways that we can see that site built out um, while still ensuring there's, there's a vision and, and that it's being met, but maybe doesn't require the city as the lead developer uh, in part because we've got so much else on our plate. And, um, and so I'm just worried about capacity. So that's part of the conversation I know that will occur in December. I, I'm not set one way or another at this stage, but that, that's been a concern that uh, raises in the back of my mind because if we take the lead and we don't, what if this takes 30 or 40 years if we were to take the lead versus are there opportunities to move this forward more immediately uh, as long as we set a clear vision and know that that's going to be met. Councillor, I didn't go myself, but there was a heck, of, a heck of an event held earlier this year at the Rossdale Power Plant, and we mm-hmm. talked to many people that went to that event, and they said, what an incredible facility. We can't believe it's not used barely at all. You at should all. continue to hold these type of events at the facility. Are you one of the people that would like to see the Rossdale power plant transformed into something that can be used year-round and, and not torn down? Absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, and I unfortunately didn't get to go to that event either, and I saw the pictures and video from it, and it looked amazing to, uh, to what you could do in a space like that. So actually, during the budget process this past year, uh, some funding was allocated to uh, doing a, a full building assessment of the power plant and a conservation plan, also some very uh, some limited money for some strategic renovations. Um, there will be a broader conversation about that site, but recognizing the importance of that site and, and wanting to make it active, uh, I, I think, is top of mind for me personally. And, and, and I think part of what needs to happen when you think about this site as a whole it, this this particular parcel of land's been broken out of the larger conversation uh, over the last while because we have to do the assessments and the and the conservation plan. But I think it very much fits into the overall river crossing river crossing plan. Councillor, are there we're talking about quite innovative and really unique aspects that could be coming to Rossdale, like you talk about the Prairie Sky Gondola, things like that, or having the the event at the Rossdale Power Plant. Are, are there talks for other areas of the city to be seeing some? Not, I mean, not necessarily that a gondola is feasible in in other areas, but but to have unique fixtures in other neighborhoods as well coming to fruition. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's what everyone sort of strives for. I mean, you look uh, you look across the city, and there are unique different things popping up uh, in various communities but yeah it's very much community specific location specific what you can put into certain spaces but i think uh, overall there's there's a desire for uh, more active more more uh, specific community hubs located nearby uh, part of our our new city plan that's being developed and, and will be hopefully approved early in the new year is talking a little bit more about communities of communities and, and recognizing that um, we do, I think each of us want to be able to live more within our community or a, sort of the nearby communities and having different types of amenities that, that make that unique, that make it a space where you're uh, engaged in and want to be around, that's, that's important. But yeah, I think figuring out what each of those are is is something that takes a lot of time because for every community there's different features and characteristics that pop up, and uh, and so yeah, not not every spot's going to have uh, you know a baseball field or or, or a possible like gondola location, uh, but what can you put in? That's that's something I think every community sort of strives for. 
Councillor, this is obviously a, a big agenda item going forward. Council currently is, is on summer break. What are some of the things that Council as a whole, when you folks reconvene here soon, that you want to knock off the list that we can look forward to? I, I think actually just going back to that one just uh, that I briefly mentioned, the city plan is going to be probably one of the most important documents for the city of Edmonton as a whole. Uh, the city plan is our, our, our municipal development plan that sets out the future of the city and how are you, not only how we want to build out our city, but how we want to move throughout our city, how we're going to thrive economically as a city. And so this work on the city plan has been going on for a couple of years. We get our next big look at this in September, which will ideally inform the final six or so months of work left before council approves it early in the new year. But we actually get another look this September uh, on sort of the, the final direction that we expect this to be heading in. And, and it's hard. I know for the, you know, this is very much a strategic high-level document, but it's what is then used by city administration uh, going forward and everything else they do. It all comes back up to the city plan. And so that, to me, is probably the most important thing that council's working on right now. Ward 1 Councillor Andrew Knack, always appreciate you chatting with us, Councillor. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. We're just about to take a break, but before we go, I want to ask you, what's missing from your neighborhood? What's the one thing that you wish you had? What's the one thing that you think it would be really cool if it was there? For me, all I want is a local coffee shop. Morgan Black, Brad Whisker filling in for Jalen Nia. She's on holiday. She'll be back on Monday. We miss her too, but until then, we like to call ourselves the dream team, <laughs> don't we? You, before the break, you were just talking about wanting to have something in your neighborhood. And for listeners, if you want to text in 630-630, something you crave, something you desire, something that you think will improve your neighborhood, something that you think has been long looked over, let us know. Um, I feel very fortunate living downtown. Yeah, I was going to say, do you have something that you feel like you're missing? No, I really don't. Green I, space? Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, the River Valley is is that close, right? Yeah. I mean, um, the trails are, are great around there. And even talking about what's what's going to come next with, with Rossdale, being able to go to a baseball game is great. I mean, I have all sorts of amenities. What about uh, cheaper parking? Well, thankfully, <laughs> I'm in I'm in luck where I live. I don't need to uh, I don't need to pay to park on the street, and that's nice because when I have people over, it's often all oh, where am I going to park? And I, just right in front. Don't worry about it. There's no I'm far enough removed from downtown. I am downtown, but I'm not. I guess we would say downtown proper. I'm right. a couple blocks north of that, so I don't need to worry about uh, a lot of the limitations that folks experience in the very downtown see and and for me i do not live in downtown i i live in the suburbs and, and there's nothing there i mean there's there's a park nearby there's lots of grocery stores there's lots of walking trails i mean they're not river valley trails but something like that but there, there's certain things that i just feel like we're, we're not getting we we're getting some calls we're gonna okay let's take irene quickly irene we have 30 seconds. What's up with what's up with your neighborhood? Where are you living in? Uh, West Jasper Place. Uh, we have the least amount of park space of any community. Um, downtown has now got allocated uh, green space. We have like a double city uh, residential lot for over 3,000 people. You can imagine. Oh yeah, think of a double lot, yeah, a, a residential lot. Uh, and that's our actual...
actually usable park space. It's 1.46 hectares for over 3,000. So we, and from what we've heard, we were supposed to get it, but of course, once again, council is now backtracking, like they do in so many uh, situations. So, I mean, we got to get to news, but I okay. appreciate you calling. We're yeah. going to pick this okay. conversation up yeah. on the other side, okay? Thanks okay. for listening. Bye-bye.